0: A beautiful bandit, a mysterious family, and a UFO story so bizarre, even veteran UFOologists have a hard time believing it. What happened in 1955 in a sleepy little town in California? Were they invaded by aliens only children could see? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. It's actually only about two hours since I finished the last podcast. Most of you guys know I work three jobs. Every so often, someone has to take a vacation at one of the jobs and I cover for them. It's once in a blue moon, but starting this week into next week and a little bit of the week after that, I'm working all three jobs every single day. So, I'm trying to get these episodes out when I can get them out. And that's one of the good things about doing a solo podcast. I just want to get them out once a day for you guys. So, if if anything absolutely earth-shattering has happened from the time I'm recording this to the time you hear it, it's not because I ignored it. Didn't know it happened yet. I'm recording this at 11 o'clock at night. But let's go ahead and jump right into this one. I'll keep my energy level up for you. I'm drinking my Diet Mountain Dew. Choice of a generation. So, Hop on board. Let's use the Jason jalopy. So throw your bags in the back. This is going to be a long journey. We're going to have bring a sleeping bag, some popcorn. I don't know why popcorn bring food was what I'm saying. Bring yourself some food some delicious beverages from PepsiCo only because they sponsor the show. Uh, No Coke. No Mr. Pib. No Dr. Pepper either. That's just disgusting. Prune juice flavored soda. Get in the car, and also they don't sponsor us for legal reasons, that was a joke. We're driving down the road, beep beep, keep your hand off the horn, only I can press the horn, driving down the road, and we're pulling up to Sugarland, Texas. This just happened, August 23rd, 2019, so this happened on Friday, last Friday. It's 825, the darkest time of night, when all the spooky stuff happens. 825 is quite early for this type of activity. We're parked across the street in our Jason Jalopy eating. All right, you brought snacks. I'm eating them, too. You're like, Jason, I'm like, I thought you were on keto. I'm like, I'm taking a break. Mm, Doritos. So as I'm swelling up, as I'm gaining 10 pounds of water weight from just eating one Dorito, we're looking across the street, and there's a place, there's like a parking lot, and we see this hot woman hops out of the car, and you're like, Jason, do you have to objectify her? Yes, I do, because that's the point of this story. Now, give me some more Doritos. We see this hot woman hop out of the car, blonde hair, pink blouse yoga pants you're like, jason you're taking a look hold on this is important for the story this is important for the story and also it's not just my fantasy this is on surveillance video hot blonde hops out of the car hair blowing in the wind bead of sweat moving down her chest no so anyways we see on surveillance video this blonde woman gets out of her mercedes suv walks over to a building Tries opening the door, goes back to her SUV, gets a pow- port, gets a portable power saw, and begins cutting through the window because she's breaking into the Botox RN MD Spa. It was a place where they injected Botox into people's faces. It makes your face all tight, gets rid of the wrinkles. She cut her way in and stole a bunch of Botox. And then gets in her Mercedes SUV, just drives away. They don't know who it is. They have no suspects. She's not wearing a mask. She's just walking up in her pink blouse. She looks like she just got done picking up the kids. Or, hey, I'm not going to be sexist. Maybe she just got done buying a business. Maybe she's a CEO. I don't know. Maybe she's president of the United States, Jason. Don't be sexist. So, nobody knows who this woman is. Um, But (laughs) anyways, she gets in her car and she drives away. Now, I will say this, though. Police of Sugarland, Texas... My personal, if I was a cop, I would just look for women who look permanently surprised. Their eyebrows are all lifted. No wrinkles. Be like, where were you Friday night? She's like, no emotion on her face. Actually, she'd be really good in an interrogation room because you wouldn't be able to read her face. It would be full of a deadly disease. And she shows no emotions. Just constantly looks like she's in shock. I'm arrested versus hello? I guess your voice doesn't change. Anyways, so be on the lookout, residents of Sugarland, Texas. An attractive woman may actually have a face. Like, her entire body at this point is just 90% Botox. And she's coming for you. Let's go ahead and move on to our next story. Hop back in the Jason Jalopy. We are driving to a place that was recommended to me by Andrew. Andrew via Gmail sent me this recommendation. We are going to Yukai Pai. Yuka. Y- yuca ipa california so we're going there we're going to we'll just call it the big u we're going to the big u out in california i'm driving up now actually it's perfect we're in the jason's Lapi for this story because this story requires you to be in a car so we stopped at that gas station you bought some beef jerky right okay awesome awesome you're like jason you have a patreon now you can afford your own food i was like i'm putting the gas in man so anyways we drive up to outside of this house, there's a specific house in the Big U, Yucopaya. and it's an urban legend come true. Video proof of this house, and what happened was, it started off in the area, and then it spread to the internet, and then things got really bad. If you pull up to this particular house in Yucopaya, you're driving your car, you park in front of it, and a bunch of people come out of the house. Now you're thinking that's not unusual. And and so you this it's so it's funny because it's so mundane, but at the same time it's very very bizarre when you kind of step back and think about it. People will drive up to this house and park outside the house, and then a bunch of people come outside the house. That's that's the story. That's the story. That's the story of Ukupaya. They're technically called the Ukupaya Watchers, so that makes it sound like really sinister. But that's it. You drive in front of a house. And people come out. And what's... Okay, so if someone just said, Hey dude, did you know that if you drive down this spooky street during the day, in the middle of the day, and park in someone else's parking spot, someone's gonna come out of the house. You'd be like, that's the dumbest urban legend I've ever heard. But, the reason why Andrew sent this to me, it's because... These guys don't just come out of their house. They come out like four or five deep and begin screaming at people in their cars. So there's tons of YouTube videos of people, you know, just dumb kids driving in front of this house and they just park. And then like four dudes come barreling out of the house. They're all like Donkey Kong. They're like, get out of the car. So they've made themselves into a target for people to just park the car any time of the day. And that's why they called the Watchers they don't just watch but they know when you're there people are like we think they have cameras probably probably but it's one of those things i mean again it's they've made themselves a target for people parking in their front yard which seems so not even in the front yard they're not driving up on the grass they're like oh my petunias it's like they just parked the car the problem is, is it's gotten to the point where people in the neighborhood are like, hey, look at these local weirdos. Like in Bay Area, I've talked about him before. We have that guy named Joe Trombone, who's this crazy schizophrenic hobo who just rapped all the time. Local legend. But in Yucopaya, you have people going, hey, man, those guys, they run out of their house when you're parked. And then people started doing it on YouTube. And then people started coming from all over California to videotape themselves I'm surprised Jake Paul hasn't done a video with these guys yet. It's become this thing. And they call the cops all the time. So now you run the risk of being arrested for parking your car. And this was a total flashback for me. I read this short story. I watched a couple videos about the Yucopaya Watchers. And then I read this story. I'll try to make it shorter. It's kind. Let's see how long this goes. I don't know how many of you heard of the Yucopaya Watchers. But don't ever go there. They were pretty famous on YouTube. (laughs) Legend, that's their word, legend has it, if you go by there any time, day or night, the people who live there will come out of the house and confront you and talk. Beep. Beep that up. People listen to the show at work. Me and my friends went there, and just like they say, they immediately misspelled, immediately come outside. It was two in the morning, so the... Beep, started walking to the vehicle with a flesh f- 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 sash light. I really shouldn't make fun of people's spelling because of my pronunciations, but a a f- sash light shone on us, that's misspelled too, and started talking, beep. He took down our plate and called the cops, I guess. I, I probably could have read that <laughs> read that more smooth. He took down our plate and called the cops, I guess, and we got pulled over on our way back to the freeway. The officer said she knew we were at the watchers and knew we filmed it and blah, blah. So they checked us. This is my favorite part. This reminded me of me being in my 20s. I love it. It just had to, like, this like, put a smile on my face when I read this last sentence. So they checked us all and looked for any excuse to arrest us since driving by a house isn't really illegal. <laughs> Long story short, my friend had one Tylenol 3 on him that he doesn't have a prescription for, so they arrested him. Don't ever effing go there. Now, I, I'm not happy that the kid got arrested, obviously, but it just I remember being such a stupid knucklehead kid and just dumb, doing dumb stuff and you'd be driving with your buddies and the one kid has a single pill. Uh, I don't know why... <laughs> That's so funny. Just such a flashback to what people do as kids that are idiots. So, yes, I don't think the moral, I think the moral of the story is don't go to the Yukipi Watchers. Don't have prescriptions, even a single pill on you if you're going to do something semi-legal. But so the legend is this, is that the Yukipi Watchers are like satanic cult or they're meth dealers, like they have some something to protect. I just think they're weirdos who have attracted more weirdness to them because of the way they react stuff. So thank you, Andrew, for the recommendation. But looking into it, I don't think there's anything sinister going on. I just think they're lunatics. For legal reasons, a legend lunatics. Who have, like, maybe they think they're gang stalked. But the thing is, is like, every time they react in a crazy way, more and more people want to go out there because they see these crazy videos. So it keeps going on. The legend that I think is going to happen is they're going to end up shooting somebody. Or there's going to be a serious fight. Because the people drive away real quick when they get nearby. They're like, man, that was close. Everyone take their Tylenol 3. Oh, it feels so groovy now. Driving away. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's an interesting local legend. And because of things like YouTube, it's become far, far more popular. I mean, like, sometimes you can engage in behavior that makes you more likely to become an urban legend like the Yukapaya people. Okay, so... We're driving away from Yucopaya. They're chasing us down the street. I'm like, oh, good thing I still have all this pain medication on me. You're like, Jason, no, you're driving. I'm like, wah, wah, wah. You take the wheelie. I'm just going to lay in the back seat for a while and be constipated. And you're like, where are we going, Jason? I just can't drive the Jason Jalopy wherever I want. Or can I? And you try to take it back in time. But I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Only I can activate the magical powers of the Jason Jalopy. We are going to Casablanca and you're like yes play it again Sam I'm like no we're going to Casablanca in 1955 you're like yes is that when the movie came out I'm like no actually I don't know when that movie came out I'm going to come out in 1955 no we're going to Casablanca California so we're almost there we're going to Riverside County so go ahead hit that button right there take us back to the year 1955 Zheep. Car The car does not sound that smooth. It actually sputters and barely gets us to 1955 Casablanca, California. And I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story. It was a beautiful day in the neighborhood. 2 p.m. Kids are out playing, flying kites, eating apples, having fun. And there's a group of eight kids wrestling. Well, technically only two of them are wrestling, but the other six are like, fight, fight fight and we have a dude named Kermit Douglas he's whole oh, body's all oiled up ready to go and then an unnamed kid who I'm imagining he's wearing like a unitard he's like come get some big chest hair they're wrestling in Kermit's yard and then they hear a ping kids look up in the sky and they see a dome like a silvery it was like silvery and translucent dome in the sky And it goes, ping! Disappears. And then they hear a ping! And they see what looks like a flying saucer, but it's flying sideways. So it's like stationary, but it looks like a circle in the sky. And they said they could see light bending around the edges of it. At this point, Kermit's like, come on, let's go, let's go. Everyone else is looking at these things. Kermit's like, what? He looks up, he sees it, and he's like, oh, I better stop wrestling. Ping! Disappears bing the dome appears bing disappears bing sideways flying saucer appears bing disappears and the two vehicles start going bing 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 appearing and disappearing appearing and disappearing in front of these kids now one of the kids is like this is not good i'm out and he runs away and he runs home and he tells mom mom There's some stuff pinging out there. You got to come out and see what's in the sky. Now, of course, she's probably like, oh, great. gotten into his dad's acid again. But she's like, looks out the window. She's like, I don't see nothing. And the kid's like, Aw, mom. He runs back to join his friends to see if this is still going on. His mom couldn't see anything, though. He goes back and he goes, hey, so what happened with those UFO things? And the kids go in unison, all seven of them go, we don't (laughs) just joking. They go. They went away. You ran to go tell your parents, and then they just disappeared. And the kid's like, oh, shucks. What do you want to do now? You want to kick the can? And then, ping, the dome appears again. Ping. And they start alternating again, and the kids are like, oh, okay. Now now this is creepy. Because at the first point, they're thinking, oh, you know, maybe we're seeing something wrong. Maybe it's a UFO. But once a kid went to go tell their parent and it went away, it's almost like a stranger in the bushes. Like, hey, you want to come play with me? I'm going to go tell my mom. And then he, like, leaves, gets in his van, drives away. But then you come back and you're like, oh, mom doesn't care. You go back, he crawls back in the bushes. That's creepy. So the fact that he left to go tell his parents made it stop. They're like, oh, it's kind of stranger danger, right? And they didn't have stranger danger back then. Lights are blinking. Ships are coming in and out of existence. And then they see the dome ship go... 1950s 1950 sound effects it's like bobbling like it's attached to a string they see it land in a football field about a half block from kermit's house and just goes it's hovering about three feet off the ground so they're like come on guys goonies never quit or whatever that stupid saying is they start never say die whatever they're running through the yard to get to where the dome is and then they see it they all turn to their left Or right, it doesn't matter. It's by Kermit's house. They see an alien. And they describe this alien as this. It had like a roundish head, like a normal normal head. Big red round eyes. Taking up a good portion of its face. A big red round mouth. It didn't have a nose. It had four little dots. Kind of spaced around its cheeks. And they said they shimmered like diamonds. It had arms. Little arms moving around. But it had no legs. Its body actually tapered off like Casper the Ghost. So I know what you're thinking at this point. I know what you're thinking at this point. Jason, this is kind of creepy. And it's quite bizarre. We haven't even gotten started yet. So they're looking at this Casper Ghost just kind of floating there. Wavy arms. Just kind of hovering there, right? It's wearing a belt. Like all ghosts. It has to have a fashion accessory. It has this belt. With a giant, like, mirror-type piece of metal on it. Super bright. The kids are like, oh, I can't see. I can't see. And then one of the kids in the group is, like, looking at the alien. And he's like, "Yeah, that's nothing. He looks at the dome UFO in in the football field. And he goes, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And he starts walking towards the domed UFO. And two of the, but everyone's staring at this ghost. He's not chilling, not a ghost, whatever, whatever it was, alien ghost, maybe the ghost of an alien, who knows? Anyways, this thing's floating around the corner there, and everyone's staring at that. One kid leaves the group, starts walking over there. Two of the older kids see what's going to happen, see him walking towards the ship. They have to run, they have to tackle the kid. They can't keep him from walking towards the ship. Once they tackle him, multiple UFOs begin appearing in the neighborhood. Bing, 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 bing. One lands on a nearby roof of a house. One knocks off the branch of a tree, a walnut tree to be specific. And then one seems to fly by and shoot out some sort of ray. Now, at this point, the kids are screaming out loud. Because they've seen the alien guy hanging around the corner. They've had to tackle one of their buddies. All these things are blinking in and out of existence. Their parents and other people in the neighborhood come out to see what's going on and they don't see anything they don't see a little ghost man mommy mommy no there's a guy over there he has a weird belt buckle ah it's blinding me it's blinding me she looks over there it's a shrub with a, with a shiny ant on it she's like oh that's just an ant they don't see the ufos flying around they don't see the landed ufo they just see their kids like freaking out in the front yard the parents have no idea what they're looking at but these ufos are ping, bing 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 flying all around dudes are getting tackled Kermit's ready to wrestle an alien. All the kids are freaking out. And then one of the kids turns around. And in a... You got all this chaos going around, right? He turns around and out of thin air, he sees an arm. Just like cut off at the shoulder. It's like the rest of the body is invisible and there's just an arm reaching out of reality. And it's beckoning... Him towards it. It'd be like if you cut a hole through a curtain and stuck your arm through it, but that curtain happened to be existence, and it wasn't a alien arm, it wasn't a human arm, it was a metallic armored arm, and it's just beckoning a child over towards it. Now, there's drawings of the arm, and what it reminded me of is you know how we'll put our not we because we're not professionals, but you know how professionals will put their arms in those. Things to kind of control, like, radioactive isotopes and, like, move aids from one vial to another. They have to use, like, those mechanical arms. Or they at least put their hands in gloves. And, you know, like, you see them in movies where they're, like, reaching into a box. That's what it looked like. But it was this, like, metal sleeve over an arm with fingers beckoning the kid over. He doesn't go. He doesn't... He's, just, he's just like, I'm not going over there. The arm's, like, snaps its fingers. It's like, dang it. It disappears. A dude... Appears in the field, and other kids looking out in the field, and there's just some guy. Now there's just some random, normal-looking human walk. He was consider, He was called a strange man, so he wasn't one of the ghost guys. This is all happening in the middle of the afternoon, by the way. There's a man walking around now by the UFO. He pulls out two guns. And he goes, "Choo choo!" Doesn't make the noises. Actually shoots two kids, and they get paralyzed. Now I know what you're thinking at this point because I was thinking the same thing. I can understand if the if the parents walked outside. And the kids are like, oh, no, it's an alien. And the kids, the parents look around the corner and they go, that's weird. There's nothing there. My kids must just must be imagining stuff. But if you were a parent and you walked outside and your kids are running around, they're going, oh, my God, no, aliens are getting us. I would think they were playing around. If I saw a branch fall off of a walnut tree, you're like, oh, no, my walnuts. If I saw a branch get knocked off a walnut tree, if I saw two kids running and then go paralyzed and hit the ground, I'm not going to be like, oh those those rapscallions, ah oh, they're just playing around. I'd be like, oh you know that they always play that game loss of central nervous system. Oh, it's just an all old- that we used to play that as kids too. You would go, oh no, there's some sort of emergency going on. But apparently, okay, so let me finish the story, let me finish the story. So, two kids get shot with paralysis ray. And I'm going to I'm going to tell you this right now before I keep going. This isn't from Backpackerverse. This story is from several reputable UFO sources, not even just websites, but from UFO literature. Okay, so I, there's no twist of the ending where I'm like, surprise, I found out it was invented in 2018. No, this story goes back to 1955 when it was reported. So, <laughs> where did I leave off? Because it still isn't even the weirdest part yet. <laughs> Two kids get paralyzed. Walnut tree is destroyed or branch broken off. You have the mechanical arm still We're coming up to... This is my favorite part. This is hands down my favorite part. So now the ship, the dome ship in the distance, a portal opens up, like a little doorway, right? And out comes another alien. Now this alien looks, has the same head as the alien who was hiding behind the corner. Has the big red eyes, big red mouth, a little diamond, little like red things that sparkle like diamonds. But... He has two arms, but at the elbow, it becomes two more arms. So he has four hand, like four forearms, four hands on each. Like he has a, sh- like a shoulder to elbow, and then the arm splits. And his body doesn't taper down like a little Casper ghost. He has four tendrils. He just kind of hovers above the ground, hops out of the ship. He's just hovering above the ground with his weirdo arms and his weirdo legs. And then there's a kid there. We have a names, a few of these kids. We had a Kermit. We have this kid. His name is Ronnie Strickland. He said that the alien telepathically told him, hey, go climb that tree. We'll pick you up in 15 minutes. And he's like, yes, master. Yes. And he starts walking towards the tree. Now, an other kid as well must have gotten the command because an other kid starts walking towards the tree with Ronnie. Now, you have all of this chaos going on, so kids are trying to just not get paralyzed themselves, trying to save their walnut trees. They're like, this is for my science fair project. No, everyone's, it's basically every man for themselves, so they don't see what Ronnie and this other kid are doing at first, but they do end up climbing a tree, and they sit up there for 15 minutes. So, this story supposedly took place between 2 p.m. and 5 p.m., this was going on. I know I've been kind of saying, then this happens, then this happens. Supposedly, all of these events took three hours from beginning to end. These must be the worst parents in the world. Who They're like, oh, yeah, you know, kids love to play the same game for three hours. They love to play Paralyzed on the Ground. That's such a popular game. They saw them on Leave it for Beaver. Oh, they love playing that game where they're just petrified, pointing at nothing, going, please, mommy, help me. Oh, it's such a great game. This goes on for three hours. So they are waiting up in the tree for 15 minutes. And then you still have this core group of kids. And they're trying to get this my favorite part of the story. They're trying to get the kids down from the tree. They're like, no, Ronnie, no, other kid. Get down. Get down from the tree. I don't know if it's the same tree as the walnut tree. That would be hilarious. The other branches getting ready to break. They're like, no, no, I, I eat walnuts. I have to forage those before winter. We're going to hibernation. And their kids are just sitting up in the tree. So then after 15 minutes, a UFO comes down and they said it's shaped like Saturn. So it had like a ball in the middle, and had this ring around it. Okay, this is so great. I love this. Oh, did I tell you? I didn't, I, did, I should say this right now. Um, put you in a little bit of suspense here, but I want to make sure I give credit. I had read this story this weekend. And then just the other day, Chop Top on YouTube said, hey, have you ever heard the story of the Casablanca entities. And I was like, I just read that story, but I wanted to give him credit. So Chop Top, thank you for recommending this story. He definitely sped it along. I probably would have waited a little bit longer to do this, but I want to give, I want to give you guys credit when credits do. So back to the story. There's this hovering ball. There's this ball with like this Saturn like ring, right? And Ronnie and this other kid are standing in this tree, sitting in this tree now, little dudes, little, little Martian guys are now walking out of the UFO and they're like hanging off of the Saturn ring, reaching for the boys. They're like, come on, get in the ship, get in the ship. And Ronnie and the other kid are like hypnotically trying to reach for the aliens. And their friends are like, oh, my God, we're about to watch your friends get kidnapped, go to another planet. So how do you get kids out of a tree? How do you? Let me rephrase it. How do you quickly get kids out of the tree? My scenario would be just throw stuff at them. But I'm an adult, so I could throw hard enough to knock a kid out of a tree. I could be like, "Oh, this rock will do it," and just like hit him in the ribs, and be like, "Ah!" Oh. But a kid can't throw that hard. So they go and they grab a hose, right? They go and they grab a hose, and they're like, "Hit it!" And they turn the water on, and they straight up <laughs> blast in these. They're in a tree. They're blasting these kids with the hose, thinking, actually, what? Well, I- they're not trying to knock the kids out of the tree. They're trying to wake them up. So don't throw rocks if a kid is hypnotized in a tree. They start blasting their friends with his hose. And Ronnie's like, what? He he wakes up from his hypnosis. And he sees these little guys like hanging off of the ship. And they're like, we'll get you next time. And Ronnie climbs down the tree. But the other kid is still hypnotized. And they're just blasting this kid with his hose. And then finally he does. <laughs> he falls He falls out of the tree. The aliens can't get him. So he falls out of the tree and then floats through. (laughs) I love this. He falls out of the tree. He doesn't hit the ground. He floats across the yard and lands on a roof. (laughs) Lands on a roof safely. So somehow he fell. He started to fall. He levitates. He goes back up. Because the tree's not as tall as the house, I'm assuming. Unless it's this giant tree. He falls out of the tree. He slowly levitates. He (laughs) ends up on the top of the house. Walks off the house. He walks off the house after just being magically levitated across the yard. These kids are watching their friend. They're about to see him fall out of the tree. They're like, oh, no. And then something catches him. He slowly glides through the air. They're like, oh, good. And then he just takes a step and falls off the house. (laughs) He lands on his head. He falls off a two-story house, presumably. Even a one-story house. But he falls off the house, he lands right on his head, and then all the UFOs disappear. So, that is the story of the Casablanca Entities. And I'm reading that, and I read about it on the Cryptopia website, which has been a huge resource for this show in the past like week or two. I found a lot of great stories from that. And I read it and I go, this, there's no way this story's true. And I actually had a really hard time finding backup resources for it. And I thought this is the only site where I could find the story. I go, this is most likely fake or the author's just having a joke. Maybe it was an April Fool's story or something like that. But I spent like the past two days, every so often I'd kind of go back to it looking for references. And he mentioned a couple authors and he's like, this UFO author covered this story, but he, he, he wasn't really saying what sources I could find it at. And so right before I decided to do this story today, because I was talking to Chop Top on YouTube, decided to do the story today, and originally I was going to say, there's only one source for this, it's this one website, but I went back, revisited his article, found the name of an author, typed in that name of the author, Casablanca Entities, found a paper he wrote that includes this story, along with very well-known ufo story the kelly hopkins story the hopkinsville story or whatever Kelly'sville. what it doesn't matter it's a little goblin story that's fairly well known that there's a house and a bunch of goblins attack it kelly hopskin it doesn't matter it doesn't matter the point is is that as stupid <laughs> as this story is it's very very obscure but it is listed with by it is written about by reputable authors once i was able to get that author's name a bunch of resources popped up i think casablanca is just such a generic name it was really hard to find this stuff but once i was able to match casablanca to the author's name found article after article after article detailing this stuff from again established ufo websites so (laughs) is this story true Again, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but either they're making it up, someone else made it up, they're misinterpreting real-life events, or it's true. I think those are always the four things we can look at with this type of story. There's no evidence. We could go out to see if there's a walnut tree with no branch. Um, but let's assume, that just, for, just for the sake of fun, that it's true. Because, again, we can't really prove it either way. There is a, I had to read this article multiple times and I had to read a bunch of resources on it. There is a through line in this story that makes it genuinely terrifying. Every single thing that the aliens do, let's presume they're aliens. Every single thing the aliens do once they show up is to divide and conquer. The ghost showing up around the corner of the house distracted all the kids so the one kid would start walking towards the ship. And while people were focusing on getting the kid from walking towards the ship, the mechanical arm appeared to the one child, beckoning him over there. The alien comes out with the guns to paralyze two kids, whittling their number down from eight to six. You had the two kids hypnotized. Instead of hypnotizing all of them, it was almost like they simply wanted any one of those children. No one was the particular target. But it was all about distraction and attraction. It was a hunt. The fact that the parents couldn't see anything makes it even more creepy. Because what child wants to live in a world where they are surrounded by dangers that are invisible to the people who can protect them the most? This story has never been replicated as far as I know. There's never been such a massive alien presence in a neighborhood, really in two yards, in a football field and a home. There's nothing that parallels this. Why did this happen in that neighborhood? Has it happened since or before? But more importantly, is that a viable hunting strategy? I mean, it could have worked in almost any other location. A campsite where a kid is lured off into the bushes. Another neighborhood where kids don't play in groups, but just a kid walking home alone. That's terrifying. Because it doesn't seem like they're after anyone in particular. It seems like they were the alien equivalent of a human predator. Any child will do. So for all the fun and all the ridiculous stuff that happens in that story, that's the terrifying through line. They were hunting. And they came close several times. But... Hunters rarely give up. They may move where they hunt. They may change tactics. But eventually, they'll bring home that trophy. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com Twitter is at deadrabbitradio.